Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, Empowered Manifestation. On Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. And on Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 12th of February 2022 and the title of today's show is Trucker Occupation Rhinophobic Lawsuit and the Plan. So um, the trucker convoy has been in the news a lot this week for various reasons. And I'm going to start with a couple of articles uh, that are really taking a kind of helicopter view of this, the, the principles behind it and so on. And then I'll go into some of the actual um, developments on the ground that have happened this week. So the first article I want to share with you is by Gateway Pundit and published February the 8th. And the title is Italy's Archbishop Carlos Maria Vigano endorses the Canadian truck drivers against the New World Order. And he's been pretty uh, vocal on all things to do with the deep state and so on. I've shared uh, several of his letters before. So this is interesting to get his take on the Canadian trucker convoy and probably others around the world as well. Uh, so here's the transcript of Archbishop Vigano's endorsement. Dear brothers and sisters, Canadian truck drivers, the global coup that in these two years of psychopandemic farce has been carried out by the globalist elite appears most clearly if we do not limit ourselves to considering what happened in individual nations, but broaden our gaze to what has happened everywhere. Your protest, dear Canadian truck driver friends, joins a worldwide chorus that wants to oppose the establishment of the new world order on the rubble of nation-states. Through the Great Reset desired by the World Economic Forum and by the United Nations under the name of Agenda 2030. And we know that many heads of government have participated in Klaus Schwab's School for Young Leaders, the so-called Global Leaders for Tomorrow, beginning with Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron, Jacinta Ardern and Boris Johnson, and before that, Angela Merkel, Nicolas Sarkozy and Tony Blair. It was seen that Canada is, along with Australia, Italy, Austria and France, one of the nations most infiltrated by the globalists. And in this infernal project, we must not only consider the psycho-pandemic farce, but also the attack on traditions and Christian identity, indeed more precisely the Catholic identity of these countries. You understood this instinctively and your yearning for freedom was shown in all its coordinated harmony, moving towards the capital, Ottawa. Dear truck drivers, you are facing great difficulties not only because you give up your work to demonstrate, but also because of the adverse weather conditions, long nights in the cold and attempts to be cleared away that you face. But along with these difficulties, you have also experienced the closeness of many of your fellow citizens who, like you, have understood the looming threat and want to support you in protesting against the regime. Allow me also to express to you my support and my spiritual closeness 
to which I join the prayer that your event may be crowned with success and may also extend to other countries. In these days, we see the masks of tyrants from all over the world fall, and unfortunately, we also see so much conformism, so much fearfulness, so much cowardice in people who up until yesterday we regarded as friends, even among our family members. Yet precisely because of this extreme situation, we discover with amazement gestures of humanity made by strangers, signs of solidarity and brotherhood on the part of those who feel close to us in the common battle. We discover so much generosity and so much desire to shake us from this stupor. We discover that we are no longer willing to passively suffer the destruction of our world, imposed by a cabal of unscrupulous criminals thirsty for power and money. In this relentless attack on the traditional world, not only your way of life and your identity have been affected, but also your possessions, your activities and your work. This is the great reset. This is the future promised by slogans like Build Back Better. This is the future of billions of people being controlled in their every move, in all their transactions, in every purchase, every bureaucratic practice, every activity. Automatons without souls or wills, deprived of their identity, reduced to having a universal income that allows them to survive, to buy only what others have already decided to put up for sale, transformed by a gene serum into people who are chronically ill. Today, more than ever, it is essential that you realise that it is no longer possible to passively assist. It is necessary to take a position to fight for freedom, to demand respect for natural freedoms. But even more, dear Canadian brothers, it is necessary to understand that this dystopia serves to establish the dictatorship of the new world order and totally erase every trace of our Lord Jesus Christ from society, from history and from the traditions of peoples. Demonstrate for your rights, Canadian friends, but that may these rights not be limited to a simple claim to the freedom to enter supermarkets or not to be vaccinated. May it also be a proud and courageous claim to your sacrosanct right to be free men, but your demonstration should be one of true freedom, reminding you that it is the truth, that is, our Lord Jesus Christ, who alone can guarantee you freedom. The truth will make you free. So it's really good that Vigana keeps passing the word, particularly in relation to Agenda 2030. More and more people are waking up to what this Great Reset really means and this kind of global um, script of Build Back Better. You know, it's coordinated worldwide by these um, globalists. The next one I want to cover is... a an article by The Defender, and it's actually an open letter to the Canadian truckers. This was published yesterday, and it's from Robert Malone, of course, who we know as the um, involved, or someone involved in the um, mRNA technology who's been very vocal against the vaccines. My name is Robert Malone, and I'm a United States-based physician and scientist. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. The simple truths are what matter most. Honest words spoken from the heart can change the world. 
we should not have politicised the public health response to SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. And Justin Trudeau should have focused on managing the actual ground truth of COVID-19 instead of following the script provided to him by the leadership of the World Economic Forum. I am a physician and a scientist now, and I am highly trained and experienced in developing vaccines and other medicines. But I have also been a carpenter and a farmhand, and I still work my farm. I drive a GMC dually diesel flatbed, a Kubota farm tractor, and can run a skid steer loaded or drive a team of Percheron horses. I've shown my Percheron foals at the Royal Winter Fair. By the original meaning, I am a teamster. I come to you with an open heart, committed to healing, bringing three simple words, integrity, dignity, community. These are three simple words that ring like bells in the hearts of honest people. Benito Mussolini once said, fascism should more properly be called corporatism, since it is the merger of state and corporate power. In the actions of the governments of Ottawa and Canada, we are now able to clearly see the previously hidden face of global fascist totalitarianism, by which I mean the fusion of the power of large corporations with the power of the state, as fascism has been defined by Mussolini. We are now seeing shocking signals of desperation from our globalist corporatist opponents, the incompetence of the party of Davos is becoming plain for all to see. Number one, for the first time we can clearly see they are willing and able to collude with Silicon Valley to weaponize the banking system against us. Taking 10 million US dollars from a political fundraising campaign is something that most of us could not have imagined two years ago. Clearly this has backfired because it's exposed to everyone there is unnatural coordination between government, the information technology sector and the banks. And now we have direct video evidence of this collusion from the infamous Zoom call recording documenting the involvement of the government and Mayor of Ottawa. Number two, the censorship is ramping up and our opponents are no longer really trying to justify it. The attacks on Joe Rogan are truly a desperate act. To attack the most beloved media icon in North America has so much downside and again shows they are coordinating. Did you know that Spotify and Moderna share the same number one investor? Bailey Gifford Asset Management owns 11.5% of both companies. And now we know that Neil Young has a financial conflict of interest because of the large investment bank that owns about half of the financial rights for his song catalogue. The strategy is backfiring. Joe Rogan is still strong and the central pharmaceutical and banking system hated more than ever. It will take more than Neil Young to shut down Joe Rogan. Three, so desperate are these conspirators, they've now literally asked the US Department of Defence to commit a felony, changing data in the Defence Medical Epidemiological Database. Stupidly, it had already been released and is now being studied by the medical community. They were caught with their pants down, changing data after the fact. My guess is that this deserves criminal investigation. This will also backfire because now people are personally exposed and my guess will run for the hills or become whistleblowers. 
I hear that lawyer Thomas Rents is being inundated with new whistleblower actions and information releases. Four, it's time to end the fake emergency powers used to suspend your constitutional and natural rights. There is no emergency. Treatment strategies for curing COVID-19 using repurposed drugs were discovered by March 2020. Omicron is not a killer. The censorship must stop. Reading from the deeply academic book of Dr. Matthias Desmet, The Psychology of Totalitarianism, alternative voices are stigmatised by a veritable ministry of truth, which is crowded with fact-checkers. Freedom of speech is curtailed by various forms of censorship and self-censorship. People's right to self-determination is infringed upon by coercive vaccination strategies, which impose heretofore unthinkable social exclusion and segregation upon society. Turning now to integrity, human dignity and the importance of community. Integrity is a commitment to truth in what you say, how you live and how you treat others. St. Augustine, the doctor of the Roman Catholic Church, famously said, the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose. It will defend itself. Dignity flows from respect for ourselves, for each other and for the world we live in. Community is what binds us together to each other and gives our lives purpose and meaning. Regarding the genetic COVID vaccines, the science is settled. The COVID vaccines are not working to prevent infection, replication and spread to others, and they are not completely safe. In our daily lives, with our friends, with our families, with our co-workers, we all know that this is true. They are not completely safe and the full nature of the risks remain unknown. In contrast, the natural immunity that healthy immune systems develop after infection and recovery from COVID-19 is long-lasting, broad and highly protective from disease and death caused by this virus. Now we have Omicron. These vaccines were designed for the original Wuhan strain, a different virus. These vaccines do not prevent Omicron infection, viral replication or spread to others. And there are data suggesting that they make the risk of infection and disease higher. These genetic vaccines are leaky, have poor durability, and even if every man, woman and child in the United States and Canada were vaccinated, these products cannot achieve herd immunity and stop COVID. If there is risk, there must be choice. This is the fundamental bedrock truth of modern bioethics. All medical procedures, vaccines and drugs have risks. All of us have the right to understand those risks and to decide for ourselves whether we willingly accept those risks. To deny this is to deny human dignity. Evil has many roots. A willingness to deny human dignity is one of the largest. In our hearts and in our souls, we all know this is true. Regarding our children, although I am a physician who is deeply committed to the Hippocratic Oath, I am above all a husband, father and grandfather. I ask that you allow me a moment to speak to you about our children and about our fundamental responsibility to protect them. If nothing else, we must nurture and protect our children. This is job one. It is your job. It is my job. It is not their job to protect us. And during the last two years, our society and our public health response has failed to protect them. 
Many things that our public health system demanded we do to our children directly harmed them. Self-harm, suicide and drug abuse in children have taken off all around the world. Anxiety, bullying, intimidation, coercion have become the norm. Measured IQ in the very young has dropped. Fundamental childhood delays are easily measured. And physical damage to children from injecting them with genetic vaccines in order to protect the elderly from a virus is occurring. As a parent, it is ultimately your responsibility to protect your children. If they are harmed by these genetic vaccines, you are the one that will have to take care of them and you will carry that burden for the rest of your life and theirs. On average, between 1 in 2,000 and 1 in 3,000 children that receive these vaccines will be hospitalised in the short term with vaccine-caused damage. Only with the passage of time will we know what long-term damage may occur. The vaccines do not protect our children from becoming infected with Omicron and do not prevent infected children from infecting others. In contrast, the pharmaceutical companies and the government are almost fully protected from any damages these products might cause to them. If your child is damaged by these vaccines, you will be left alone with both your grief and the burden of care. These genetic vaccines can damage your children. They may damage their brain, their heart, their immune system and their ability to have children in the future. And many of these types of damages cannot be repaired. So I beg you, please, get informed about the possible risks that your children may be damaged by these experimental medical products. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. Think for yourself. Because it is your responsibility to protect and nurture them, if they are damaged, no regional authority, no government public health official, no television doctor will be there to help you. You, your family and your child will have, it, have to carry the load yourselves. When I was still a child, a brilliant young American president said, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Canada is your country. You own this amazing gift, but you must defend it if you wish to keep it, or the globalists will take it from you. They promise that in the future you will own nothing and you will be happy. Do you believe them? Today I ask all of you to keep the words of President John F. Kennedy in your minds and hearts. We can all be leaders and you have stepped up to the task. Thank you for your service to Canada and to the world. We will survive this and we will overcome these hardships if we can just keep these three simple words in our hearts. Integrity, dignity, community. And that was originally published on Robert Malone's Substack um, account. So what he's done in that statement is really laid out all the issues that we're up against in terms of the um, trespassing on our freedom or the removal of our freedoms. And it originally started out because the truckers were being ordered to quarantine uh, if they returned from the US into Canada. So it started very much as a trucker-only agenda to get these mandates lifted, but it very quickly developed into like a wholesale fight for freedom uh, with support from all over the country and with other convoys um, getting started in different areas of Canada. 
So a much, much bigger movement than originally started with a much bigger agenda. And um, obviously it's causing great panic and fear in the powers that be. Um, another article from the Defender, childrenshealthdefense.org, um, and this was yesterday, Ontario declares state of emergency as Give, Send, Go defies order to withhold donations to truckers. So just a quick recap, I think I covered part of this last week, but originally the truckers had used GoFundMe to do their fundraising and GoFundMe actually then um, froze the $10 million or however much it was around that figure um supposedly on the instruction of Trudeau's government. And originally they were saying that um, people had to apply for a refund and any remaining funds will be distributed to charities of their choice. So there was a huge outcry against this. I mean, we already know that GoFundMe are crooks because, you know, they refuse to allow fundraisers by anyone um, loosely or tightly connected to the conservative side. I mean, they block Carl Rittenhouse's defence fundraiser and others. And so I was really surprised that they even thought about using GoFundMe to begin with. And then Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian um fundraising platform they um stepped forward and the, there has been a fundraiser that's been happening there and i think they're up to about eight million dollars now in funds but again the canadian government tried to interfere in these funds getting to the canadian truckers so let's go into this article. Reacting to truck blockades in Ottawa and at the US border, Ontario Premier Doug Ford today declared a state of emergency and said he will convene the provincial cabinet on Saturday to enact orders that make it crystal clear it is illegal to block critical infrastructure. Um, and I don't know if I said it already, but this was yesterday, the 11th. Um, re reacting to truck blockades in Ottawa and at the US border, Ontario Premier Doug Ford today declared a state of emergency. Ford said he will convene the provincial cabinet on Saturday to enact orders that make it crystal clear it is illegal to block critical infrastructure. The move came after the Biden administration on Thursday urged Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government to use its federal powers to end the truck blockade by Canadians protesting the country's COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Scores of truckers part of the Freedom Convoy since Monday have been blocking the Ambassador Bridge connecting Windsor, Ontario to Detroit, disrupting the auto industry on both sides of the border. The Freedom Convoy left Canada's westernmost province, British Columbia, on January 23rd and arrived January 29th in Ottawa, where protesters said they will remain until the COVID vaccine mandates are lifted. The group has been raising money through donations to online fundraising sites, most recently the Christian Give, Send, Go site. Give, Send, Go today said it will defy a Canadian court order mandating it stop it distributing funds to convoy protesters, stating on Twitter that Canada has absolutely zero jurisdiction over how we manage our funds. And it shows a tweet from Give, Send, Go. Know this. 
Canada has absolutely zero jurisdiction over how we manage our funds here at Give, Send, Go. All funds for every campaign on Give, Send, Go flow directly to the recipients of those campaigns, not least of which is the Freedom Convoy campaign. According to CNN, the Superior Court of Justice in Ontario granted a restraining order requested by the Government of Ontario against Give, Send, Go and others. Ontario Attorney General spokesperson Brian Gray told CNN the order prohibits, in quotes, any person from disposing of or otherwise dealing with in any manner whatsoever any and all monetary donations made through the Freedom Convoy 2022 and Adopt-A-Trucker campaign pages on the Give, Send, Go online fundraising platform. The Freedom Convoy turned to Give, Send, Go after GoFundMe, another online fundraising site, announced it would not turn over nearly $9 million in donations raised through the site for the truckers. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said Wednesday that his office will investigate GoFundMe for blocking and withholding donations already made to the platform through its website, stating that the move may violate the state's Deceptive Trade Practices Act, he said. The truckers also raised nearly $900,000 in Bitcoin after GoFundMe said it would not release donations raised through its platform. In recent days, Protesters have obstructed access to three border crossings in Michigan, North Dakota and Montana with the help of like-minded demonstrators on the US side of the border who also are protesting vaccine mandates and passports, CNN reported Thursday. The US Department of Homeland Security on Tuesday warned law enforcement across the country that a possible convoy of truckers starting up in the US could affect Sunday's Super Bowl in Los Angeles. God forbid that we upset the uh, Super Bowl. (laughs) DHS said it received reports of truck drivers planning to potentially block roads in major metropolitan cities in the United States in protest of, among other things, vaccine mandates for truck drivers. According to the agency, the convoy will potentially begin in California as early as mid-February and arrive in Washington, D.C. as late as mid-March, potentially impacting the Super Bowl 16 scheduled for 13th of February and the State of the Union address scheduled for 1st of March. While there are currently no indications of planned violence, if hundreds of trucks converge in a major metropolitan city, the potential exists to severely disrupt transportation, federal government operations, commercial facilities and emergency services through gridlock and potential counter-protests. The warning was circulated to law enforcement nationwide on Tuesday and was first reported by Yahoo News. DHS on Monday released a Summary of Terrorism Threat to the U.S. Homeland Bulletin, stating the U.S. remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors. Among the factors listed was the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. And on that same subject, I have an article by National File. I'm not going to cover the whole article, but it's linked to what I just said. This was published February the 9th. New DHSM memo lists misinformation as terror threat. 
calls vaccine sceptics domestic violent extremists. So we're basically domestic terrorists alongside the parents who are um, demonstrating against critical race theory and mass mandates. So hey-ho, this is a government that's supposed to work for us. I think they need waking up to that fact and then getting rid of. So I'll just quickly quote from this article. The Department of Homeland Security, DHS, recently released their latest terrorism threat bulletin in which the department warns against the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Well, I think that's long gone by now. The bulletin, which was issued on Monday, blamed an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis and malinformation introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. That presumably includes Joe Rogan. These threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence, reads the bulletin. The DHS also warned that misinformation could lead to mass casualty attacks. And that's very interesting because there's been an ad shared across social media, um, which is for crisis actors again. And it's actually... um, Their preferred applicants are people with security clearances like, you know, veterans and the like. So it wouldn't surprise us at all if they uh, staged another false flag incident um, because they literally are getting so desperate. Now, it's comical the way Trudeau is obviously completely out of his depth and has no clue what on earth to do about this um, convoy which is now supposedly an occupation. And on that subject, Gateway Pundit um, out, puts out an article again yesterday. Update, Trudeau holds panicked press conference, blames Americans, consequences to joining convoy to get more severe. And it's a bit like clown world, really, what, what they say. Following a night of frantic meetings with cabinet officials to discuss crackdowns on protesters, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau vowed on Friday to do, in quotes, whatever it takes to shut down the grassroots freedom convoy that has gridlocked the country's capital city and several major ports of entry along the US-Canada border. Everything is on the table, he claimed, during a press briefing on Friday, including the eventual use of military force if protesters continue with their blockades. Via rebel media, the border cannot and will not remain closed. Everything is on the table because this unlawful activity has to end and it will end. Good luck with that, the world is watching. Trudeau's comments mirror the panic press release that was sent out by his office on Thursday night, which also stated that all options are being considered to crush the Canadian people's peaceful uprising and bring it to an abrupt end. And it's got um, uh, another article included here developing Justin Trudeau warns freedom truckers from hidden bunker that crackdown is coming after late night meeting. What a coward. 
During Friday's press conference, Trudeau reiterated his slanderous claims against the trucker convoy being a fringe minority, stating that the group does not represent the views of most Canadians and that they are posing a direct threat to public safety. Despite protesters remaining completely peaceful, Trudeau stated that blockades must end because they are hurting people. What a joke. The illegal blockades are hurting Canadians. They're endangering jobs. They're a threat to our economy and to public safety. The blockades are hurting small businesses and neighbourhoods. At the border, they're impacting trade, supply chains and manufacturing. The people these blockades are hurting are everyday families, auto assembly workers, truckers and blue-collar Canadians. The blockades have to end for the good of all Canadians. During the Q&A, multiple bootlicking reporters clamoured in favour of the Canadian government using military force against the lawful protest, but Trudeau downplayed that scenario, at least for the time being. From Revolver News, Trudeau said that military options are not in consideration right now, but clarified that the government is planning for any eventuality. We have to be ready for any eventuality, but it's not something we are seriously contemplating at this time, he said. And it's got a video of his um, statement. The border cannot and will not remain closed. Justin Trudeau says everything is on the table because this unlawful activity has to end and it will end. Trudeau wasn't done there. He continued by issuing threats against Canadians who are thinking of joining the protesters claiming that if they were to show up, the consequences for, in quotes, breaking the law are going to continue to get more severe. Like a true tyrant, Trudeau followed up his threats by marginalising the people's will and ignoring the impetus for the uprising completely, chastising the protesters by telling them, you have been heard, so it's time to go home now. And there's been an absolute uproar on on Twitter again about that, about how he's talking to you like a nine-year-old child. And they've also been putting out lots of images showing um, the the, um, likeness between Trudeau and Fidel Castro, because the the theory is that he is, that Trudeau is Castro's son. Um, The Canadian coward also pointed fingers at Americans because they have been supporting the blockades both morally and financially. Uh, This is a tweet from Kian Baxter. New, Justin Trudeau is speaking live and laying the blame for these blockades at the feet of US citizens. He says that the blockades are filled with Americans, Americans are funding them and everything is on the table to end it. Trudeau better be ready to send in the cavalry because these people aren't going anywhere unless he ends the COVID mandates and his tyrannical oppression permanently. And actually, I also read a report that the military have actually refused to be involved in this uh, because they obviously realise that this is a lawful, peaceful protest by the citizens of Canada, a fact that Trudeau seems to be completely you know, conveniently overlooking. And it's interesting that there's no attempt to negotiate with the protesters. Their only response is, we're going to start the violence. And on that very subject, breaking news today from Becca News is saying, breaking, Canadian police announced the operation to force shutdown of Freedom Convoy has begun. 
the Canadian police have begun an operation to forcibly remove freedom truckers from impeding through traffic, particularly on the Ambassador Bridge. And there's a tweet from Windsor Police. The Windsor Police and its policing partners have commenced enforcement at and near the Ambassador Bridge. We all urge all demonstrators to act lawfully and peacefully. Commuters are still being asked to avoid the areas affected by the demonstrations at this time. And interesting that they ask the demonstrators to act lawfully when obviously the government and the police in this response are not acting lawfully. More hypocrisy. And Global News have reported that APCs and snipers have been spotted at the scene. Sean O'Shea, Global News. Police surrounded the protesters front and back. Large police armoured personnel carrier has been brought up in the distance. Snipers on the roof of customs building. This was a tweet and it's actually got a video of the police um, at the Ambassador Bridge. Ezra Levant of Rebel News weighed in on the disturbing development. Trudeau had deployed snipers against a peaceful, unarmed protest. Snipers. And police formed a line across the bridge. That's a tweet from Danielle Boshove or Boshove. Um, and again, it's got an image there. Police earlier staked out a position near the bridge. New. This is from Thomas Daigle. Police are in position to clear the Windsor Ambassador Bridge protest imminently. Reinforcements for the Freedom Convoy have arrived. And this again is Thomas Dale. Vehicles blocking the Ambassador Bridge pulled out one by one. Still being cheered on by protesters as dozens of police officers have surrounded them. CBC News had reporting on the ground. And this is Katerina Georgieva. And again, it's got a short video. On Friday, the Ontario police began handing out notices on the Ambassador Bridge, which is one of the most important bridges in North America. Honkmaster Pozo, it's Jack Prosobiak, breaking Ontario police have begun handing out notices on Ambassador Bridge, effective midnight tonight. The province of Ontario has declared a state of emergency. This means it is anticipated that effective midnight, February 12, 2022, it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movements of goods, people and services along critical infrastructure. The new orders will be aimed at protecting international border crossings, 400 series highways, airports, ports, bridges and railways, as well as the safe movement of medical services, public transit, municipal and provincial roadways and pedestrian walkways. Fines for non-compliance can include a maximum fine of up to $100,000 and up to a year in prison. The province is also considering taking away personal and commercial licences CVOR from any protesters who do not comply with the order. These measures will be permanent. So they're basically threatening the protesters. And interesting that if they take the licenses away from all these truckers, they're going to not have any uh, movement of goods around the country because there's no truckers left to do it. But of course, they don't really think about that beyond their um, intelligence. Earlier on Friday, the head of state for Canada, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and the President of the United States, Joe Biden, held an emergency call on the Freedom Convoy protest. 
the freedom truckers had effectively carried out a trade embargo that has blocked the major thoroughfares between the US and Canada through traffic on the Ambassador Bridge, one of the most important bridges in North America, had been brought to a standstill. The economic pressure being brought to bear has led to several Canadian provinces toppling to the demands of the protesters. Alberta and Saskatchewan announced an imminent end to vaccine mandates. On Friday, the Ontario Premier, Doug Ford, simultaneously announced massive fines of up to $100,000 and potential imprisonment for up to a year for Freedom Convoy protesters, while conceding a pathway to ending the vaccine passports. Biden and Trudeau held the emergency call on Friday amid such escalating economic and social pressure stemming from widespread civil disobedience to the vaccine mandates. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced the contents of the call at a press conference. The two leaders agreed that the actions of the individuals who are obstructing travel and commerce between our two countries are having significant direct impacts on citizens' lives and livelihoods. I mean, what do you think all the COVID lockdowns and the mandates have done if it hasn't been <laughs> having significant direct impacts on citizens' lives and livelihoods? I mean, come on. The president expressed his concern that United States companies and workers are experiencing serious effects, including slowdowns in production, shortened work hours and plant closures. Saki said about the call. Prime Minister promised quick action in enforcing the law and the President thanked him for the steps he and other Canadian authorities are taking to restore the open passage of bridges to the United States, she added. Justin Trudeau shared the contents of the call in an update on Friday afternoon in a tweet. Today, at POTUS, Biden and I spoke about the illegal blockades at the border. I updated him on the situation and we discussed the American and global influence on the protests. We agreed that for the security of people in our economies, these blockades cannot continue. The White House on Thursday called on the Trudeau government to use its federal powers to end the truck blockade by Canadians protesting the country's COVID-19 restrictions, the Associated Press reported. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg discussed the situation with Canadian officials. They urged their Canadian counterparts to use federal powers to resolve this situation at our joint border, the report noted. The protests have even forced automobile factories to scale back production as Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is offering to intervene to end the trucker-led embargo. She issued the following statement on the standoff. My message is simple. Reopen traffic on the bridge, she said. It is imperative that Canadian local, provincial and national governments de-escalate this economic blockade, she added. They must take all necessary and appropriate steps to immediately and safely reopen traffic so we can continue growing our economy, supporting good-paying jobs and lowering costs for families. Ha ha. And Election Wizard tweeted a segment of Tucker Carlson's show. Tucker, there is a report just out, we can't verify it, but the governor of Michigan has offered Canadian authorities the use of heavy equipment to move trucks off the Ambassador Bridge. Tucker Carlson, on his show Thursday, reported back-channel talk that the Whitmer regime may be offering the Canadian authorities heavy equipment to forcibly remove tractor-trailers. 
Trudeau on Friday insisted that such an economic blockade was illegal and that the full powers of the Canadian government will be brought to bear to end it. If you've joined the protest because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand you are breaking laws, he said, adding that the consequences are becoming more and more severe. The border cannot and will not remain closed. Trudeau continued, everything is on the table because this unlawful activity has to end and it will end. Asked if that entailed military action, Trudeau said, we are a long way from ever having to call in the military but added that, of course, we have to be ready for any eventuality. When it comes to the use of brute government force to shut down a peaceful protest, it appears as if that eventuality has already begun. So they're basically making war on their citizens. There's no other explanation. And so the citizens are not allowing this to happen. And it reminds me of Q's last drop, which was the video of Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it anymore. And I think this is what many of the um, the citizens around the world are actually saying to their respective governments. We've had enough. We're not going to take it anymore. It's really fun to see this. I know people you know, are at risk in this, but hey, we're more at risk from this great reset. So this is reported by n-volve.com. This video of Canadians forming human barricade to stop police from arresting freedom truckers is something you just have to see. Yesterday, the freedom-loving citizens of Ottawa banded together to form a human shield to prevent the freedom convoy truckers from being arrested by Canadian police, and it's something you just have to see. This was um, actually published this morning, so it's hot off the press, it refers to yesterday, Friday. Despite attempts by the corporate media to disparage the truckers and portray them as unpopular with regular Canadians, Ottawa citizens turned out in droves yesterday to show their support for the Freedom Convoy. Residents screamed, not on our watch, when police came in to arrest the truckers, forming a human wall to safeguard the convoy. This video should be seen by everyone on the planet. The power of the people in action. And it's a tweet by Melanie at Mel Case B, B -E. Police came to make arrests and this happened. Who would have ever thought Canada would be leading the world? But they are. Holding the line, this is tyranny and enslavement versus God and liberty. This is not a fight against mandates. This is a fight to liberate humanity. That is absolutely true. While the establishment continues to try to discredit the strong freedom convoy movement, some police officers have begun to see through the falsehoods. An emotional in-uniform video of an Edmonton police officer complimenting the freedom convoy and saying vaccination requirements are illegal and unsafe. CTV reports... Constable Elena Golisheva of the Edmonton Police Service identified herself clearly before delivering a three-minute speech that has since been shared thousands of times on social media groups. It's not clear where the video was originally posted, but it has been shared widely on both Facebook and Instagram. I've always been reminded by my supervisors, please question unsafe orders. Ask us questions if you think the orders are unlawful, and that's what I think our job is. Thank you, truckers, for standing up for all of us, Golisheva said in the video. Golisheva said she moved to Canada to be free, and she thanked truckers and farmers 
for standing up for the police officers when we could not stand up for you. The very freedom that I moved to Canada for has been taken away and Canadians who live here were born here and not recognising that. I fought to come here to have it and it was very difficult to see it be taken away, she stated. Golisheva said she will not follow unlawful orders because she's for freedom of choice, but she didn't explain exactly what that meant. So that's that article about how the people are now standing up and this is really panicking the uh, the deep state players and these protesters are not alone uh, gateway pundit reports must watch convoy protesters near alberta border crossing unite to face down the police all link arms refuse to budge when officers arrive to begin making arrests and this was yesterday Civil disobedience, this is the way. And incidentally, Ron Paul, I think it is, or is it Paul Rand? I can't remember which one, is actually saying, yes, continue with these protests. Civil disobedience is the way to do it. Policing requires the public's compliance to a degree. And in Canada, enough people have risen up to say no more. Following Justin Trudeau's panicked announcement that crackdowns are looming, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police held a press conference on Friday telling the truckers at the Milk River protest site in Alberta to clear out by 1pm or else they would face consequences. According to Rebel News, police provided little information about what the punishment for staying would be, stating only that they would be enforcing the law on anyone who remained in the area. In other words, the RCMP was casting a vague threat of arrests. The 1pm deadline came and passed with absolutely nobody moving, but what happened next was truly awe-inspiring. A few hours later, when a sudden barrage of officers arrived to move in on the group, the convoy participants gathered together and linked arms, forming a line around the trucks behind them. Hold the line, we aren't going anywhere, they shouted. Some even began praying as the line of cops stared them down. After about a minute, the crowd breaks out into an a cappella version of Lean on Me to solidify their show of unity. The scene is a sight to behold. These brave people are heroes. And it's got a link to the video again. Even with the backup that consisted of tactical units and additional officers, the police were completely outmanned by the United Front of protesters, making the decision to not arrest anyone a quick and easy one. All the officers could do is start handing out traffic tickets, which they gave out to every single vehicle that was parked along the highway. While the protectors were distracted by the police line at the front, a large group of officers approached the protest from behind, marching throughout the line of vehicles in a military-style formation. They recorded license plates and issued tickets as they went, from Rebel News, which was on the scene as it all unfolded. The entire incident was incredibly surreal. Officers in tactical gear marching rank and file down a rural highway was pure intimidation. An RCMP representative endeavoured to ensure people that there would be no arrests, but their actions seemed to all in attendance a show of force with the intention of scaring them away. But truckers, farmers and their supporters don't scare easy. They stood their ground respectfully and peacefully and told the RCMP that they weren't going anywhere. And another tweet by Adam Seuss, shocking scenes here just outside of Milk River, Alberta at the RCMP blockade. 
And the full video from Rebel News, including interviews with the protesters, also a must-watch. Rebel News has set up a crowdfunding campaign to help fund the legal defence of these brave men and women. Convoy protesters are able to submit their tickets to offset the costs of their legal fees. Canada's tyrants are panicking because everything they have thrown at these protesters hasn't worked. Not even the playbook of calling them racists and insurrectionists nor the threat of arrest has gotten them to budge and more are arriving by the day. The people's will isn't going to be denied this time. Hold the line, truckers. Honk, honk. And there are lots of memes out there with the honking. It's it's great to see, you know, a, an amusing take on this, but good for the Canadians and also good for the US truckers this side of the line that are supporting the blockades and all the people that are donating to the cause as well. So before I finish, I just want to share a quick update on what's happening with this lawsuit that's been filed by uh, Reiner Fulmick and it's filed with the International Criminal Court. Um, this article is from yournews.com and it was published on the 6th of February. International criminal grand jury investigation, psychopathic globalists use COVID to commit crimes against humanity. Our governments are not our governments anymore. Rather, they have been taken over by the other side through their main platform, the World Economic Forum, says German lawyer. Legal Coalition recommends indictments for Fauci, who chief Tedros, billionaire Bill Gates, BlackRock, Pfizer and Germany's top virologist, Drosten. An international coalition of lawyers and judges convened a hearing to prosecute the crimes against humanity perpetrated by governments who use the COVID-19 pandemic as the pretext. The group called the People's Court of Public Opinion gathered in Germany on Saturday to detail the many human rights violations inflicted by politicians around the world during the COVID pandemic under the directive of the World Economic Forum, WEF. This case, involving the most heinous crimes against humanity committed under the guise of a corona pandemic, looks complicated only at first glance, said German attorney Dr. Rainer Fulmich in his opening statement. And it's got a an excerpt from a tweet, breaking urgent news. U.S. German attorney Dr. Rainer Fulmich gives his opening statements at the International Criminal Grand Jury Investigation involving the most heinous crimes against humanity committed under the guise of a corona pandemic on a global scale. And it's actually got um, a thread that is linked to in the actual article. Formic elaborated in great detail how the COVID pandemic was engineered by the establishment to usher humanity into a technocratic system under their control. One, there is no corona pandemic, but only a PCR test pandemic, fueled by an elaborate psychological operation designed to create a constant state of panic among the world's population. Formic explained, this agenda has been long planned. Its ultimately unsuccessful precursor was the swine flu some 12 years ago, and it was cooked up by a group of super-rich, psychopathic and sociopathic people who hate and fear people at the same time, have no empathy and are driven by the desire to gain full control over all of us, 
the people of the world, he continued, adding that they're using governments and the mainstream media to spread panic propaganda 24-7. Formick noted that the coronavirus can be treated with vitamin C and D, zinc, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, all substances dismissed and demonised by the mainstream media and medical establishment since the pandemic's outset to see through their ultimate goal of getting everyone on the planet to take the lethal experimental injections. Formick then pointed out how the WEF has captured world governments through its Young Global Leaders Programme to carry out its Great Reset Agenda. Our governments are not our governments anymore. Rather, they have been taken over by the other side through their main platform, the World Economic Forum, which had started to create their own global leaders through their Young Global Leaders Programme as early as 1992, Fulmick said, citing Bill Gates and former German Chancellor Angela Merkel as its first graduates. And Truth Justice tweets, Breaking urgent news, US-German attorney Dr. Reiner Fulmick gives his opening statements at the International Criminal Grand Jury Investigation. Our governments are not our governments anymore, rather they have been taken over by the World Economic Forum. The final pieces of the COVID puzzle involve population control and the dissolution of national sovereignty, with the replacement of a one-world government and single currency, Fulmick argued. This involves population control, which in their view requires both a massive reduction of the population and manipulating the DNA of the remaining population with the help, for example, of mRNA experimental injections, Fulmick said. But it also requires the deliberate destruction of democracy, of the rule of law and of our constitutions through chaos so that ultimately we will agree to losing our national and cultural identities and instead will accept a one world government under the UN, which is now under the full control of them and their World Economic Forum a digital passport through which each and every move is monitored and controlled, and one digital currency which we will only be able to receive from one World Bank. There's, of course, he added. Formick then recommended indictments for six major figures. German virologist Christian Drosten, US NIAID director Dr. Anthony Fauci, World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, billionaire Bill Gates, investment corporation BlackRock, pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. The People's Court of Public Opinion states that their investigation will serve as a model legal proceeding to present to a jury consisting of the citizens of the world all available evidence of COVID-19 crimes against humanity to date against leaders, organisers, instigators and accomplices who aided, abetted or actively participated in the formulation and execution of a common plan for a pandemic. From the PCPO website, the People's Court of Public Opinion's investigation's purpose is twofold. On the one hand, it is to serve as a model proceeding and get indictments against some of the criminally and civilly responsible figureheads of the crimes against humanity. On the other hand, it is through showing a complete picture of what we are facing, including the geopolitical and historical backdrop, to create awareness about the factual collapse of the current hijacked system and its institutions, and as a consequence, the necessity for the people themselves retaking their sovereignty 
and the necessity to first stop this pandemic's measures by refusing to comply and the necessity to jumpstart their own new system of healthcare, education, economics and judiciary so that democracy and the rule of law on the basis of our constitutions will be re-established. And it includes a video of the complete hearing. So this is great news. Uh, as I've said before, I don't know what the jurisdiction is and how much um, teeth this lawsuit will have. But it's great to see this being put out in the public domain and hopefully waking more and more people up. So that's all I have time for this week. Um, as usual, so much more to cover, but not enough time to do it. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, the people are standing up. This is fantastic. Uh, Trump talks about his plan. So I've always said, trust the plan. He, they obviously have a plan, which is rolling out as we speak. So... Hold the line, just like these very brave, um, courageous patriots that are supporting the trucker convoy. So I hope you join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Thank you to Nancy for producing and be safe, stay well and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating radio show with Jan Shaw. A production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.